Hello, this is your host, Austin Hopkins, and welcome to the Introvert Leader Podcast. Welcome to episode 28. I'm really happy to have you guys here today. And today is kind of a fun, special episode for me. Today marks the one-year anniversary since I launched the Introvert Leader Podcast. I cannot believe it's been an entire year. And I'm so excited to dedicate this episode to really kind of a year reflection, but also kind of a go-to blueprint on how to start a podcast. So uh, before we jump into that, I want to give you a quick update on what I've been into recently. So to kick things off music-wise, you know, recently I've been listening to a lot of one of my favorite artists of all time, which is J. Cole. So J. Cole, obviously one of the top three greatest working rappers right now, in my opinion. And I love J. Cole. I love his music. I love his lyrics. I love his messaging in his songs. Uh, I just love everything about the guy. I think I, I, he's got a very interesting, understated style. He doesn't seem to put as much uh, as emphasis on material things as other artists in that same genre, which I appreciate. So I'm a huge J. Cole fan. I loved him ever since his first album, Cole World. I cannot wait for his new album, The Fall Off, that's expected to come later this year. And, you know, people always ask me, what's the go-to song? What do you listen to most of J. Cole? And the song that I go back to over and over again is from his album, K.O.D., and the name is Kevin's Heart. I love this song. I play this song almost on a weekly basis. You have to check this song out if you haven't. And uh, J. Cole, one of my go-to. I'm happy to talk about him on the podcast because I've just been such a big fan. Uh, my goal is to see him in concert one day. Uh, one day I had even bought tickets, but for whatever reason, me and my wife couldn't go. And so bummed I've never seen him in person, but been rooting him on, listening to his music ever since. Okay, moving on, YouTube content. James Hoffman, you've probably heard the name before or heard me talk about him. James is the 2008 World Barista Champion. And since he won that prestigious title in 2008, he's been putting out amazing content since. So I absolutely love his content. He breaks down prep methods of coffee, the best types of coffee, the best tech, tools, resources, you name it. He's a wealth of knowledge. I bought his book. I love his British accent. I love his wispy gray hair. And I love everything about the guy. I think he's fantastic. I think he's doing some really, really cool things about coffee on YouTube. So if you haven't checked James Hoffman out, please check him out. You're going to learn a lot. And he's also just a, a ball to listen to. I just really enjoy listening to him. And he's kind of funny and quirky. So highly recommend Okay, TV movies. A few weeks ago, I watched a movie called A Million Miles Away on Amazon. And I think of three words that come to mind when I look back at that movie. It's heart, heart, and heart. This movie has so much freaking heart. True story of a gentleman who grew up in America, started as a migrant worker with his family. They were immigrants into the US. And he had a dream from a young age to be a astronaut to go into space. And it took him over 30 years to achieve this goal, countless rejections, countless obstacles, countless just things that made it almost impossible for him to do it. But yet he had his eyes so laser focused on a goal and was able to achieve his goal later on, obviously with the support of his family. And I just love this story. And for me, it just hits really close to home because I think so many times we think that these big, huge, lofty goals, these big, enormous things that people do or the goals that we have in our own life are maybe not achievable. But when I see a story like this, it just reaffirms my confidence in the fact that if you have a goal, 
you put consistency and effort to it, and you believe that it is possible, you're going to achieve that goal. It may not happen in one week, it may not happen in one year, 10 years, it may happen in 30 years, like the guy in this movie, but it can happen and it will happen. So I cannot recommend this movie more highly. You need to check it out. It's a fantastic story. It's a true story. And it just uh, kept me entertained the whole way. So highly recommend that one. Um, okay, moving on. Uh, I want to give a little plug for STS career coaching. So that's the, the career bo- coaching business that I run with me and my business partner, Kyle. And we are just having a blast at the start of 2024 so far, working with clients and really getting them to get past the things that are holding them back in their career, whether it's insecurities, lack of confidence, lack of expertise in certain areas. And really, we're just able to work with people one on one and get them through those big career moments, the promotions, the new jobs, the the asking for raises, all of the things that we all go through in our careers. It's been really, really fun to have me and Kyle work side by side with these clients to help them do it. So if that's something that's interesting to you, if you feel like the value that I provided on this podcast over the last year has been interesting, or you have found it useful, I'd love for you to check out sts-coaching.com, see what we're all about and see if you might be a good fit to, to work with me and Kyle. So I wanted to give a little plug on that. Okay, moving on, I want to set uh, us up for a listener Q&A. Okay, today's question comes from Heidi. And Heidi asked the question, how do I figure out what I'm supposed to do for my career? And Heidi, great question. And I'm going to be honest with you, it's not a super easy answer. But what I can do is give you a couple tips, a couple things that I've done over the course of my career to figure out what was my ideal career path, and make sure that it was the one that aligned with me and the things that I was good at. So I was actually working on a LinkedIn post about this a couple of weeks ago, and I think it speaks perfectly to this. And so what I did is I drew a a Venn diagram with three circles. And one of the circles I wrote, what are you good at? And the next circle I wrote, what do you enjoy doing? And in the next circle, I wrote, what do people recognize you for? And then those obviously overlap. And in the middle is going to be most likely a glimpse or an idea of what a good career path could be. So if there's something that you're good at, there's something that you enjoy doing, and there's something that people recognize you for, chances are, if you find a career path with the intersection of those three questions, you're likely going to be doing something that's going to feel good, you're going to be skilled at it, and people are going to think that it's valuable. So that's really what I would start to do is ask yourself, what are the things that I'm naturally good at? Because all of us have something that we're naturally skilled at. And you can't sit here and tell me that that's not true because I have met people who are just starting their careers. I've met senior executives and all of them have something unique about them that they can offer the world. Now, that's not always the easiest thing to find. And and quite honestly, that's kind of the stuff that me and Kyle help folks with in our coaching business. But I'm confident with enough time and uh, focus put on this, you can start to think about the things you're good at. What are the things that you've been recognized for in your career as well, right? What are the things that you've gotten awards for that people tell you that you're really good at? Start to think back of those moments, back of those situations. And what do you enjoy, right? Just because you're good at something and people tell you you're good at something doesn't necessarily mean you enjoy it. So how can you find something that you not only enjoy, that you're good at, and that people also think is valuable? That's where I would start to look for a good career path. And at the end of the day, I would say this don't put too much pressure on yourself. There's no perfect career path. There's no perfect job. Just realize that it's all experience. It's all things that you're learning and it all makes up your overall journey, which is quite honestly what it's all about. It's not about a destination. It's about a journey. 
So hopefully that was a little bit helpful, Heidi. Uh, of course, feel free to, to reach out to the introvert leader at gmail.com if you want to send in your questions. I always love answering these, and I'm hoping that folks who are listening are getting value from these questions that, quite honestly, we all have. Okay, so the title of this one is How to Start a Podcast and One Year Anniversary. So quite frequently over the last year, I got asked how I started a podcast. And I think a lot of folks are, are curious on how to get started because it seems like everyone's starting a podcast and, you know, every every celebrity has one. And so folks are trying to kind of figure out, is this something that I could do? Is it a hard barrier to entry? And so as I'm now hitting a one-year anniversary of the podcast, I thought it could be kind of fun to share a little bit how I started the podcast and do a little reflection over the last year. And to kind of set the scene, I want to kind of go over some of the, the the highlights or the accomplishments of the podcast, the things that I'm really proud of. So number one, we've released 27 episodes over the first year. You know, we've been able to, to maintain a perfect five-star rating across all podcast platforms. We have listeners in over 106 countries. And I'm really happy to announce that we were just rated a top 60 global career development podcast um, in the last couple of weeks. So it's been a really fun year. And I want to share those accomplishments, not to brag, but to say, seriously, from the bottom of my heart, none of this would have been possible without the folks who are listening right now, the people that tuned into an episode, that shared it with a friend, that left a review, that or just simply cheered me on. I appreciate you. You allowed me to take this idea, this little kind of dream, this thought I had, and actually put it into reality, put it into practice. And you know, it would be one thing if I were making these episodes and no one was listening to them, right? That that wouldn't necessarily be successful. But because you're listening in and giving me that feedback and tuning in, it's made it a success. And I just want to say thank you so much. Now, that being said, uh, you know, when I was starting the podcast, I didn't know it was going to be a success, right? I kind of had to figure it out. So what I figured I would do is give you guys a couple of things that you could do if you're thinking about starting a podcast. Maybe you've thought, you know what, hey, I have a unique perspective or hey, I think it would be kind of fun to do a podcast with my friends. Well, then this episode is going to help you determine, number one, is that even something that makes sense for you? And number two, how do you actually do it? So I want to start with kind of even before you launch a podcast. So before you decide to start, here are a couple things that I want you to start to think about. Number one, you got to start to determine your why. So it's all it's all based on your why. And I think we've talked a little bit about that on the podcast. And I've talked about it in relationship to leadership and team management, but having a why something that grounds you something that brings you back to your North Star, whenever things get hard, or whenever you get interested in whatever the new, you know, initiative or craze is, your why is going to keep you grounded and focused on what matters. So the why why are you launching the podcast? Is it to make an impact? Uh, Is it to make money? Is it to get famous? Is it to express yourself creatively? I don't know what the answer is, but think about what your why is. Figure out the reason why you want to do this. And if the reason is not to help others or to add value to others, and and the reason is solely based on yourself, it's probably not going to be successful. So my advice would be try to think about your why and tie it to something around helping people to making people better, to improving their lives, to helping them get from point A to point B. A lot of times those podcasts seem to resonate better with folks because people want help. They want advice. They want expertise. And if they're going to your podcast and they can get that, that's valuable. And so they're going to keep coming back for that. So you have your why. I think the next thing that's really, really important is start to determine what your goal is going to be. Is your goal going to be to entertain folks? Is your goal going to be to educate folks? Is your goal to support? 
your business that you have? Is it to just have fun? The answer really doesn't matter, but I think it's really important that you get clear on what your goal is. If you don't have a goal and you just start recording episodes, things aren't going to mesh. They're not going to fit into an overall theme. It's not going to feel like you've put enough thought or effort into it. And and listeners are going to realize that, right? So I think it's really important that you have a goal, get clear on what your goal is, and that will allow you to continue to put out content that connects with that goal, reinforces that goal. I think the next one that's really important is you got to think about what your brand position, strategy, uh, ecosystem, whatever you want to call it. You got to think about your brand. What, what do you want this podcast to look and feel like? What's your niche going to be? What are you going to be talking about that's different that's ever, than everyone else that's out there? How are you going to position your podcast? Are you going to promote it on social? Are you going to have a newsletter? Are you going to have you know interactions on Reddit or Quora or Twitter, whatever it is, you got to think about what the overall brand is going to feel like. How are you going to get people to hear about it? What is it going to feel like when they listen to that? Those are things that are really, really important. And I think it's really important as well that you're thinking about your, you know, your your niche, but what makes you different and unique? If you're doing another podcast that's the same as everyone else, that you're talking about the same things, the same perspective, chances are people aren't probably going to tune in. They're probably not going to want to listen to it because they've heard it before and it's not interesting or novel or unique. So think about what makes you different or unique. What do you like to talk about? What do you have information or knowledge on that no one else does that you can share with other people? I guarantee you, you have something that makes you unique. You just got to start to think about what that is and how you're going to position that and talk about that on the podcast. I think the next thing and the last one I would probably do before I decided to start is to think about can I come up with enough content? And so for me, I I think it was really important that I came up with one year's worth of content before launching. I wanted to really find out, do I have something to say? Do I have enough to say? And can I think, can I keep this thing going? Because you, you may know, but most podcasts don't make it past three episodes. Very few podcasts make it to 10 episodes and even less podcasts make it after 10 episodes. So if you can come up with a full year's worth of content, that is going to really, really help you out. That's going to separate you from the average podcaster. It's going to allow you to, to really find out, do you have enough to say? Do you have the legs to keep this thing going? Okay, so we've done a little pre-launch getting started thinking, right? We, we, we've decided whether or not we want to do it. We've come up with some content. We've thought about our why. We've thought about our goal. Here's what else I think you need to do before you start. You need to do a little brainstorming, and it's going to be about what the show is actually going to look and feel like. So first things first, you got to come up with a name, right? What's the name going to be of your podcast, and what's the description going to be of your podcast? My advice, make the idea of the name something really easy to understand and inviting, and craft a description that draws people in, and again, is simple. So I personally wouldn't get super, super weird on the names. You want people to discover it. And we'll talk more about the ways people discover podcasts in a minute. But for me, I wanted to make the name of my podcast really, really clear on anyone who's coming across that podcast, they would know what to expect. And that is, I'm an introvert and I'm a leader. So I'm going to be talking about leadership, career from an introvert leader's perspective. So think about what the title of your show is going to be. Make sure that it connects with what the content is. You don't want to have a name that doesn't make any sense given what you're going to talk about. Make sure that the name is inviting. Make sure that people actually are interested in the name, right? Again, I wouldn't get super, super weird with the name. Make it clear. Make it simple. 
Um, the next one is when you're going to actually launch the podcast, you're going to want to actually record the first three episodes. So when you launch a podcast, you don't launch launch with just one episode. You want to give them three episodes, just like when they're going on Netflix or Amazon or whatever, and you see a new show, they usually come out with three episodes because they want to get you hooked. So start to plan out what your three first episodes are going to look and feel like. You want to give listeners a few episodes to get a sense of what the podcast is going to be and get hooked. And the best way to do that, come out with three at the, at the very beginning. And if it was me, come out with three good ones. Come out with three like really interesting beginning episodes. You want people to get the very best from you in the very beginning. So you've planned out your three episodes. I think as well, you need to determine what your frequency is going to be. Find out what your sweet spot will be. For me, at first I thought, you know, it could be good to record once a week and do, you know, 52 episodes a year. And then I started to think, gosh, that seems like a lot of work to edit, record every single week. I don't know if I really want to do that. So ultimately, I decided that every other week, bi-weekly, was the, the right frequency for me. So think long-term in this situation. Put yourself in the future. What do you realistically think you can commit to? It would be better to commit to a, a less frequent posting schedule, but actually do it versus committing to a new episode every day and every week and then not ever doing it. So you've determined the frequency. I think the next thing you got to do is you got to figure out what your format's going to be. Are you going to be an audio-only podcast? Are you going to be a video podcast? Are you going to be a combo? Are you going to do interviews? Are you going to be just you? Are you going to have your friends on the podcast with you? Start to think about what the format's going to be. What's most comfortable for you? What do you think is sustainable? What do you think your listeners are going to enjoy? Start to think about what the format was going to be. For me, I started audio only. I've started to dabble with video. That's my goal is to go all in on video this year. I've recently picked up some really nice camera equipment, so I'm going to be going into video. Um, But I will tell you, you're going to get a lot more folks interested in your podcast if you're doing video. So that's what my suggestion is. And that's what I'm going to be doing. So you finished your pre-launch brainstorming. What I want to do now is talk about the technology and the resources that you're going to need to actually produce a podcast. So the first things first, you're going to need a mic. And for as far as a mic goes, I, I've started with a Blue Yeti mic. It's the most common podcast mic that most podcasters start with. It's 100 bucks, made by Logitech. It was pretty good. I recorded, I want to say, half of my episodes on that. Um, I would say about six months ago, though, I switched over to a new mic, a Shure mic, S-H-U-R-E. They're one of the top mic makers in recording, podcasting, you name it. And it's been really good so far. So I bought a Shure mic I'm using now. I believe it's the MV7, if I'm not mistaken. And, you know, I would say with Mike, don't overthink it. You can get a small kind of entry level mic to get started to see if you're even going to keep doing the podcast. And then if things start going well, and you're noticing that this is working for you, maybe invest in a little bit of a nicer mic. Uh, The next thing hosting, you're going to need to have a website that hosts your podcast. And they take care of sending your podcast to Spotify and Apple and Google podcasts and all that kind of fun stuff. And the hosting site that I use is Buzzsprout. And I can't speak highly enough of them. They have been fantastic. They have the best resources, which I'll include a link to some of them in the description of the episode today. They're very easy to use. The overall experience is great. They've been consistent. I love them so far. They're very inexpensive. So Buzzsprout, really, really solid hosting site. Next thing, you're going to need a pair of headphones. Uh, So as you're recording, it's really important that you're able to hear what you're saying, to check for audio levels, to make sure things are coming across clearly. So any kind of pair of headphones that pairs with your computer should work fine. I use a pair of uh, Apple AirPods Pro. They connect with my computer. I can hear what I'm saying. Okay, next thing. After you record audio, you're going to need a way to edit that. And for me, I want it to go as cheap as possible. So I just use GarageBand. 
It's included with my Mac. It allows me to record directly into it, and I'm able to edit in there with some really, you know, I would say decent tools. Um, I'm sure there's other editing software out there, but for me, I wanted something easy, free, and something that I had already had a little experience with. Okay, so moving on, let's say you are doing remote recordings, which what I mean by that is you're interviewing people that aren't in the same room as you. You're going to need some remote recording software. Three ones that come to mind, Zoom, Google Meet, or Riverside. I use Riverside. All the pros use it. It's fantastic. It's like 20 bucks a month, but it allows me to have lossless audio and video recorded directly right onto each person who's in the video calls computer. So what I mean by that is it records the audio and video locally instead of trying to do it on the cloud, which makes the quality better. I love Riverside. I would highly recommend them. Okay, moving on. Uh, And we're going quick here because I think these technology and resources are important, but it's not the most important thing. Your content is most important. These are just details. So that's why I'm kind of going through them a little bit faster. Um, Anyways, moving back, all album art, podcast cover art, you're going to need some sort of artwork to associate with your podcasts. Me, I used a company called Fiverr. I hired someone for a few hundred bucks to create a logo. And I just told them what I was looking for. And they were able to put together what I think was a pretty strong logo. Now, couple of things you could also do is Canva. You could try to create it yourself. You could also just hire a friend, go to Craigslist, something like that. But I would say, if you're not good at art, hire someone to do it. You don't have to spend a a ton of money. In fact, I think it was not even a couple hundred bucks for mine. I think it was only $100. So really inexpensive. And one last thought on, on podcast art is don't use your face unless you have a following. Most people put their face right on their podcast. Uh, you know, album cover, whatever. And I think it's a mistake because people don't know you and it could turn people off. So I would really recommend that you're using branding, imagery, things that associate with your podcast, but I probably wouldn't use my face unless you had a big following. Okay, to wrap the technology and resources section up, the last thing, you probably are going to need some sound effects or music for your podcast. I use a company called Soundstripe. There's lots of different companies out there. Think, uh, or excuse me, look for a, a platform that fits what your needs are. But essentially, you want to be able to get sound effects, music, so that you can do stuff between transitions, new sections, intro, outro, etc. As far as technology and resources, I think that's about it, folks. I think those are the big things. We talked about the mic, headphones, editing, uh, podcast art, descriptions, all that kind of fun stuff. So now that we talked a little bit about some of the technology and resources, what I want to do is kind of wrap up by talking about some of my learnings and you know maybe just give you a little bit of a challenge, something to think about this week. So my learnings, there's four of them that really come to mind, four things that really stuck out to me as I looked back at this year of podcasting. Number one is I think consistency is key. And, you know, the content is important, right? That Don't get me wrong. But consistency and putting out an episode at the time you said you're going to is so important. And the reason why is listeners start to make your podcast a part of their routine, their habit, and their life. So if you're consistently showing up at the same time and then one month you don't post or one week you don't post when you say you're going to, you cause some minor discomfort for those listeners. They may decide to not listen to you again. They may forget about you. So do yourself a favor put out the content at the time you said you're going to. I get I get it. Life comes up. There's been moments where uh, you know, I've been scrambling before. I've had some tech issues, but I still managed to even put out a short episode. Put out something at the time you said you're going to. It's going to be really, really important. Um, another one that I think is really important is thinking about SEO. So search engine optimization. And believe it or not, I spend a lot of time on SEO. I want to make sure that 
listeners can actually find what I am creating. So what I've started to do is really search in Apple, Spotify, uh, Google Trends, and figure out what are the things that folks are searching for related to career and leadership. And then I make my titles and episode descriptions aligned with those things that folks are searching for. This makes it so much easier for folks to discover my podcast. I can't tell you how many people have discovered my podcast on simply the title of a description of an episode. And I want to give you an example of a good episode description versus a poor one. So let's say we're we're talking about getting a raise at work. You could title an episode, Securing a Raise at Work, and that might be okay, and you might get some people that find that episode. Or you could title it, How to Ask for a Raise. And if you title it, How to Ask for a Raise, that's how most people are going to search in Google and YouTube, and you're going to get more folks searching for that and then who are going to find your podcast. So focus on SEO. Make sure that your titles are SEO friendly. Make sure that your descriptions are really SEO friendly, that you're using the keywords that people are going to be searching for in relation to that topic. SEO matters. I can't tell you how much this has been an eye-opening for an eye-opener for me. So care about this. This is important. Uh, moving on, next one. Believe it or not, trailers are really helpful. So, you know, I spent about 10 months before I created a trailer for the podcast. I kind of drug my feet. I, I don't really know the reason why I didn't. I guess probably the reason is that I didn't think there was going to be value in it. But it's funny. I put a little time into creating a trailer and I launched that in December. And immediately, boom, we saw a huge spike in the number of new listeners. And the reason why it was a low commitment tool to attract new people. They were able to listen to a 60 second clip to see, okay, what is this guy, the introvert leader, all about? give them a little taste of what they can expect. And it allows them to experience it before committing to listening to a full episode. So do yourself a favor, come up with a trailer. It's really not that hard to do. And it will make a big difference. And then to wrap up my other my big learning, I would say is, I really started to approach this podcast thinking about it long term versus short term. So make decisions based on a longer timeline. You know, for example, during the last year, I was offered multiple advertising opportunities, people that wanted to come on the podcast, you know, talk about their products, give me a percentage of of sales, etc. And I turned each one of them down because they either didn't align with my company, with the podcast, or with what I felt was important for listeners to hear. And yeah, I could have made a little bit of money in the short term, but that would have taken away from what my long-term goal was. So, you know, be careful before you bring in guests. Be careful before you bring in ads. Be careful before you take tricks or shortcuts. They may seem good in the short term, but they can hurt you in the long term. And that's what podcasting is. It's a long game. It's not a short game. It's going to take time. And if you're thinking short term, you're going to shoot yourself in the foot. You're going to make mistakes. So think long term. What do you want this to look and feel like in five years from now? What are you building towards? Is it worth getting a little money up front, but also alienating people later on, you don't want to do it. So for me, that has been a really big mantra is thinking long-term versus short-term and being just patient. And that's what I, I want to kind of wrap up and and just kind of give you my thoughts. You know, the the last year has been really fun and I've learned a lot and I think podcasting can be great. And the biggest thing I would want to just share with folks is have patience. If you're going to start a podcast, be freaking patient. It's not going to be an overnight success. That's not what's going to happen. Uh, Unless it's a fluke, the average person, it's going to take some time before you find success. So be patient. Make sure that this is something you really want to do, something that you really think would bring you enjoyment, fulfillment. And if it is, start the hard work, put in the ideas, get creative, and you're going to have a blast because it's really fun to be able to share your perspective with folks. And it's also really, really fun when people start to respond to that. 
So my little challenge for this week is if you've been thinking about starting a podcast, what I want you to do is I want you to start doing a little brainstorming. What would you maybe call your podcast? You know, what, what would maybe the, the format be? Who would you have on the, the podcast? And maybe start to think about what a year's worth of content might look like. Think if you can come up with, you know, 50 ideas, 30 ideas to see if you actually have an idea or if it's just, you know, a little thought. So that's my challenge this week. Put a little brainstorming into it. And if that's something that you think you're going to do, guys, I'm here. Send me an email, theintrovertleader at gmail.com. I'm happy to answer some questions and just give my support, my opinion. You know, I'm not an expert at this. I would never claim to be, but I, I will say I've, I've been lucky enough to have some success over the first year. And speaking of the success, again, I'd be remiss if I didn't say thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for making this part of your routine. Thank you for sharing it with people. Thanks for advocating for me. Thank you for leaving a review, uh, a rating, whatever it is. I just want to say thank you. This would be nothing without you. It would just be me talking into a mic, but you being here, listening to it, giving me feedback, encouraging me, rooting me on. It's fantastic. I, I could not ask for a better audience, for a better you know, group of people that think and act in the way that I do as well. It's so fun to be aligned that way. So... Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for supporting over the last year. Make it a great day. This has been the Introvert Leader Podcast. Subscribe for new episodes every other Wednesday. 